0: Broncos Bron- 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 cool go- Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya.
1: Touchdown Denver. Alright, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Stoya of the Denver Gazette, and my good my good friend, Nick Ferguson. Uh, I am back in the United States. A uh, great trip back, uh, but a lot to do this week, Nick. Uh, busy week. It's a bye week. And boy, do we have some big breaking news today. Bradley Chubb has been traded to the Miami Dolphins uh, in exchange for a first round 2023 pick from the Dolphins, which is also via the 49ers. Uh, and then uh, a 20, I think a 2024 fourth round pick uh, and running back Chase Edmonds. Uh, the Dolphins get Bradley Chubb and I believe a 2024 fifth round pick. I think that's right. I'd have to look exactly, but Nick big news uh, as the Broncos get back from London, Bradley Chubb is no longer a Bronco.
0: Yeah. You know uh, what's what's crazy about that is that we heard the trade rumors and and sometimes they can be just that George, just uh, rumors that are being spread around and we don't know if they're going to come to fruition because teams uh, well, within their right come trade deadline to call about a player, to figure out what the team's number is on that particular player. And this situation made it easy for the Broncos. You look at Bradley Chubb, you look at the roster, say, so, well, how many guys actually have uh, value, value that you can go out there and secure draft capital for? And when you look at the fact that, you know, there are members in Broncos country that are celebrating, yes, yes, George, they are celebrating this trade. Uh, Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins and here's why: the Broncos now get a return in 2023 a first round draft choice right and you remember that was kind of the big question mark Josh Allen Bradley Chubb but everything in hindsight being 2020 now everything starts to lean towards Josh Allen so in the minds of some members of Broncos country the Broncos have won because they have acquired a first round draft choice a pick that was given to Seattle for Russell Wilson, so let's just start there. There's celebration in Broncos country about this particular trade. But where do you stand on it? Are you excited about it? Is this something that kind of makes you feel really happy as the Broncos move into the bye week?
1: Um, it depends. Long term, I think it was a good move. Uh, I think it was a move that needed to be that needed to happen. Uh, you look at obviously the Broncos. Wow, that was loud. Um, (laughs) Motorcycle motorcycle right by my apartment. Uh, But what I was saying is, you know, long term, you know, I think this is a move they had to make. Uh, Nick, you and I talked about it previously that, you know, if you could get a first round pick for Bradley Chubb, you probably need to do it. Um, At least that was my opinion, you know, because you look at what they gave up for Russell Wilson and, you know, two future first round picks, a couple other picks, obviously three players. You know, I think that the Broncos needed some draft compensation. Um, so you get that with the first round pick, which is currently the 20, it would be the 20th pick uh, is what they would have next year. So essentially what you're saying is we believe Bradley Chubb is worth the 20th pick uh, a future fourth round pick, and also running back and chase Edmonds, who I think is actually a pretty solid player uh, and a guy that you could have be the backup. I believe they would, they'll have his contract through 2024 or they could, get rid of him after the season and only, you know, spend a million dollars. We'll get into Chase Edmonds a little bit later, but I think it was a smart move uh, because you did get what you needed. uh, And you look, you sit at three and five this season, right? Uh, I think there's little hopes of making the playoffs. I know people are maybe, you know, uh, more optimistic after the win this last weekend, but me personally, I don't think this is a playoff team, even with Bradley Chubb. uh, And you're probably not going to sign him to an extension after this season, just because you don't really have the cap space to keep him plus other guys like maybe a Draymond Jones that could have a huge contract Pat Sertan Eventually you're going to want to sign him to a major contract. Um, you know, there's a few other guys, maybe Jerry Judy who they ended up did keeping at the deadline. Maybe you want to keep him uh, for, a, you know, an extra few years on on a, on a contract. So I think that money wise, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to keep Bradley because he was probably going to leave anyways at the end of the season. So you might as well try and get uh, whatever you can out of them. And I thought that, that they, they got a pretty good deal.
0: But well, in terms no. of
1: short-term, short Nick, just quickly, short-term, I, I am worried about what message does this send to the current team in that locker room, especially that defense that has been playing great.
0: Well, let's pick it up from right there. And, and that is something that was concerned to me. When you, you hear all week, especially in London, when George Payton was asked that question about you know, what was kind of the pulse of the temperature for Bradley Chubb? Hey, he's a core player and all of that. Now, I understand coach speak, right? So I knew exactly what we were being told. Once again, when you have a guy like Bradley Chubb and that value is there, you want to continue to accentuate that value. You want to elevate that value to make more teams want to come after him. So it would have been wrong for George Payton to say anything negative about, Uh, Bradley Chubb. He did the same thing when he doubled down when he was talking about Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, it's like, you don't expect for the GMs going to come out there and just say something negative. No, this is all about trying to refine your team, trying to uh, maximize value for the players that you have, and that's what he was doing with Bradley Chubb. He was being a great salesman of Bradley Chubb, even though the Broncos won that game. If someone was willing to put out a first-round draft choice, and you think about what the Broncos recouped uh, for the trade of Bradley Chubb, first round draft choice, uh, uh, you get Chase Edmonds, and then you get a fifth pick or the fourth pick, I believe, in the 2025 draft. So you figure, okay, well, we're on the right side of things. We we essentially got, you know, trade away one guy and got three things in compensation. And also think about it this way. Bradley Chubb goes down there and excels with the Miami Dolphins, which I definitely expect for him to do. Now you're talking about come 2023. Now you got a third round compensatory pick as well. So, for me, now that's four four picks, essentially, for Bradley Chubb. But this is where uh, George Payton is going to have to go take those picks, flip those picks, and make sure that those are adequate players. And for me, there's nothing telling me that he can't do it because he's done a great job with those picks thus far.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right, uh, is that – and sorry, there's there's more trade stuff coming in now not involving the – Yeah, <laughs> If you, if you pop, Adam Schefter keeps popping up on my phone here. So if, if we do get some Broncos trade news, we'll, we'll uh, obviously share. But, uh, but Nick, I, I think that it, 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 also, you know, you have to trust George Payton here in terms of who he's going to draft. And so far he's done a really good job. I mean, the, the, the best example is this game this last Sunday, you look at what Greg Dulcich was able to do uh, and Nick Benito, uh, obviously a guy right. that now his role is going to get better. You have to say, okay, well, what can George Payton do now that he has more draft picks? And you look to, At at this this next draft in 2023, and I tweeted it out earlier, Nick. uh, The Broncos now have six picks, which so they're getting back to what they originally wanted, which is to have six, seven, or more picks each draft. And and obviously, they gave up a ton when they gave Russell Wilson, but now they have a first round pick via the the 49ers, via the Dolphins, their own third round pick, a third round pick via the Colts, a fourth round pick that's their own, fifth round pick that's their own, and a seventh round pick via the Vikings. So you know, they're starting to get inch back to sort of having all their picks uh, or at least close to all their picks back in terms of what they lost in the Russell Wilson deal. Uh, and I'm sure that we'll see some more trades, you know, whether it be in the upcoming draft or, or next year at the deadline, they have some interesting guys that, you know, again, Jerry Judy could, uh, you know, be on the block again next year. Uh, I am interested that they didn't, uh, they didn't trade Albert O today. I wonder if they just didn't get any, um, maybe any buzz, especially since they haven't played him the last three weeks. Um, you know, I, I am also interested to, you know, we'll dive into Chase Edmonds and what it means for maybe Melvin Gordon because I thought, and I put this out there, is when they got Chase, Chase Edmonds, maybe that meant Melvin Gordon was now on the block, uh, even though it sounded like he wasn't. So uh, I don't know, man. I, I I think in terms of long-term, this, this is a good deal for the Broncos. Uh, now, obviously, we have to see who they end up drafting, if they end up being good players. But so far, George Payton has done a really good job, especially at the top end of the draft. I also think that, Again, you look at who they have at pass rusher. I know they're hurt right now, but Randy Gregor and Baron Browning are two guys that I think are going to be elite, elite guys if they can stay on the field. Uh, and, and I think that also Nick Benito is starting to show a lot of growth. And so those are those are three guys that I think they feel really confident in to fill that role. Uh, but, Nick, I did want to ask you, if you're a player on this team, let's let's even take you into like maybe Justin Simmons' shoes, who's been here a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. and obviously still has a belief that this team this year can make a run. Uh, you know, they kind of talked about that. There was a lot of optimism in that locker room in London about this team. Um, what What's maybe your reaction as a player in that locker room this year, uh, seeing that one of your best players, if not the best player on defense right now, he's certainly in that conversation with Sertan and Simmons. What's maybe your reaction to this trade if you're a player?
0: Well, I mean, obviously, uh, from a player standpoint, uh, you, you sad to see Bradley go, and to know that the last game that you played was with him going across the pond uh, and getting that victory against Jacksonville. That that's the thing that made that that trip back so much so so special because there was a lot of uncertainty for a lot of players. Bradley Chubb being one of those guys, and I mean, you, you definitely are heartbroken when you you lose a guy like Bradley Chubb because think about it. I mean, you lost Von Miller, uh, then you, you, you lost Malik Reed, and then now I'm Bradley Chubb, and you're thinking, okay, well, I haven't been to a playoff game in some time, and basically looking at where we are, will I be able to get there? So for Justin, he, he, he's looking, he's trying to trust the process, but still at the same time, he wants that level of production, and he's hoping that uh, he actually gets that. But when you take a guy like Bradley Chubb, who was a fun loving guy, we're in the locker room, you know, we're always talking to him, and that's kind of one of the things I'm going to miss is uh, having those conversations with him, talking, uh, you know, close college football. He went to NC State. I went to Georgia Tech. But just talking to him about the nuances of the game, fitting into Jure Everett's defense, expectations moving forward, and how he was just so optimistic that this team was going to turn things around. So it's, it's a little melancholy type of feeling because – you know, they had all the players back at the facility to work out, and, and I have to tell you this, George. This this seems like reminiscent of the NFL cutdown day. You have all the guys report to make sure they're in the building, so you have them around. So if guys are, are released, you know you don't have to scatter and try to find guys. But you know, it had to be really emotional over there. Bradley Chubb saying his goodbyes to his coaching staff, his teammates, the equipment guys, all those guys who've been around him for the past couple of years. But we all know this as players. This is just part uh, of the business that that really sucks. But, hey, good for him. He's going to the Miami Dolphins. And, once again, you may not like it, but I'm going to tip my cap to George Payton once again. You acquire that first-round pick and some other draft capital, but you send Bradley Chubb, just like you did with Von Miller, to a team that's probably going to be in contention. So, to me, it is – I guess it's – I mean – it's, it's frustrating, but still, when you look at it, both sides should be happy, George, for where they are at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it, it sucks to lose to lose Bradley. I, I thought he was an awesome guy, uh, like you said, a great locker room guy, good guy to get a quote to, uh, you know, after the game in terms of media stuff. Um, you know, he spoke to us last week in London a couple times and, and obviously said, you know, I, I'd love to stay in Denver. Uh, I want to sign a long-term contract and and stay here. I was drafted here, all that stuff. But you could also tell in his tone that he kind of knew the writing on the wall um, and what was was probably coming. And even today, you know, he spoke briefly outside the facility. I saw a couple TV stations got him, uh, and he yeah. sounded like he was pretty excited uh, to go to Miami. And obviously, you know, he said he's going to miss his teammates here. And 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 again, he was drafted in in Denver and and all of that. But he's going to a football team that's five and three. Uh, which we'll dive into if uh, a little bit later about how maybe this season played a little bit of a role in, in this trade happening. But um, you know he's going to a team that's five and three, a team that desperately needs uh, good pass rushers right right now. Um, and he's going to get to go live in Miami. No in, uh, no state income tax right. Yeah. Um, you know part of the deal was that he's uh, you know he's going to get that long term extension that he's been wanting. Uh, I think that that played a big role in it, obviously, that Miami's going to pay him probably over $20 million per year. So good for him. He's going to make a lot of money. Um, and he's probably going to win some football games. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it sucks to lose him. But it's not It's not like uh, when, when Vaughn got traded, it was different. Because mm-hmm. I think that when Vaughn got traded, it was a little, I think, more unexpected. It definitely – this one was pretty anticipated that it was going to happen. One, it was kind of a blind side that Vaughn got traded. Also, Vaughn spent – you know, 10, 11 years here uh, in Denver is arguably one of the greatest Broncos of all time. You could argue, and maybe we'll get into it a little bit here after a break, Nick, that Bradley didn't really live up to the expectations uh, in Denver. And and a lot of that is not his a fault of his own. He obviously had uh, a couple really tough injury breaks that I think that really hindered him from living up to that. But when you talk about being the fifth overall pick, uh, I don't know if Bradley, uh, you know, lived up to that at times, especially in terms of, the play on the field just because he was out so much. So, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it was a good trade for the Broncos for the future, but I do think it, it's going to be t- a tough pill to swallow for a lot of guys in that locker room that, that obviously have played with him a lot and also are optimistic that they can still turn this thing around this season.
0: Yeah, man, you know what? I, I think it's a, a little f- unfair at times when guys are drafted in the first round, and they go to certain teams And it's like we hear the the phrase the boom or bust and looking at Bradley Chubb and saying, "Okay, well, did he live up to expectations? I I think that's a little uh, unfair because his first year he was amazing. And then you you roll into, you know, that second year, Vaughn gets injured. The third year he gets injured. And and we, we only got one chance to see both of those guys playing with one another. And we know how this this league works. When you have another booking guy opposite you, it definitely helps you out as far as getting those one-on-one type of uh, blocks. And think about Von Miller. When, when DeMarcus Ware came, it's like, pick your poison. Which guy were you going to double? Which guy are you going to single? And it worked out for both DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller. But we didn't really get a chance to see that. So I think it's highly unfair for those who are going to judge Bradley Chubb by some of the things that, uh, as they would say, did not happen because it's always comparing – Bradley Chubb to Josh Allen, which I think is entirely different because Josh Allen has the ball in his hands on every single play. Bradley Chubb, not so much. There's so many other different factors that come into play with how successful you can be as an edge rusher, but I'm happy for him. I hope uh, he's happy. I know he may be a little disappointed right now, but he knew and he heard the rumors, but right now he's in a great place, and I can't wait to see what he does down there in Miami. But I'll tell you this. You know, with me being from Miami, my dad is excited. My dad is so excited out of the roof right now. Even though the even though the Dolphins still have one loss, he's still on that frame of mind. Like, hey, the 72 Dolphins, undefeated. He still has that frame of mind. So uh, Bradley Chubb is happy. I'm happy for Bradley. And I know my dad is happy right now.
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh- I I thought it was a good trade for Miami too. So I I think this is a win-win for both sides and, and and even a win-win for, for obviously Bradley as well. So we'll dive into more of that, Nick. Uh, I know we have a a lot more to talk about with this trade and and other things. So uh, we will do that after this quick break.
0: Let's ride with touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoyer.
1: All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, let's dive into some of the stuff that's been said over really the past week in London, uh, and even today from Nathaniel Hackett about, you know, Bradley Chubb, some of the trade talks, uh, some of the rumors and speculation around that 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 situation. Uh, and I thought it was interesting to hear from Hackett today on, on Zoom. He spoke with the media briefly, uh, and I actually asked him about the trade deadline and, and how much, you know, say he might have in these type of trades uh, and also Bradley Chubb and what he's been like these last you know couple of weeks that his name has been brought up. You know, he said Bradley was a true pro. Uh, he's a guy that he loves. He loves Bradley. Uh, he's a great locker room guy, a guy that's been super focused despite all the speculation. Um, and it, so it was interesting to hear from him. It was also interesting to hear from, you know, George Payton called him a core player. Uh, just a yeah. few days ago in London, and all of a sudden he's trading him. What do you think about those comments? Obviously, you you mentioned it earlier at the top of the show. They're not going to you know say, "Oh, well, we don't think very highly of Bradley," or "We wouldn't sign Bradley to a long term deal," or whatever. Uh, but I do think it's interesting they said those things and then obviously turned around and, and traded him today.
0: Well, I, don't, I think both men were really sincere in their comments and uh, admiration about. Bradley Chubb and what they felt as though he brings to the team and in, in the locker room. But once again, we know there's a difference between, you know, football business and the business of football. And right now they're trying to figure out what's the best thing for them. There are three and five team and what does the future hold for the remainder of the season? They really don't know. So it's all about trying to make this team better moving forward. And we know that first round pick is it's down in the bottom uh, 20s. So it, it's it's a tw- uh what is it the 20th pick, I believe. Yeah. And draft. So so the idea is like when you really think about this, uh George, I know there's something that the Broncos had to do because they didn't know if they were going to sign uh Bradley Chubb if he wanted to sign back and if they were going to have the capabilities to do him. Because once again when you look at uh the unrestricted free agents next year, it's like 24 guys, right? That they, they have to figure out a way to sign those guys. Uh, back, some of those guys would be back, maybe one year, two year deals on team friendly deals. At, at that, so I, I get the whole. Uh, hey, listen, we're going to talk great about Bradley, uh, and if we have to make a move, make a move because once again, when you were over in London, we this was a desperate, you know, Broncos team. They 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 were on a four game slide and they needed a victory. So while while the media wanted to hear both George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett say something from a negative standpoint about the moves they were going to make, you can't really do that because you're trying to keep guys' spirits up. You're trying to keep them motivated. So as a guy who's been a coach in this league and been a player, I understood exactly what they were trying to do. They were trying to keep the morale up because think about it. When both men were asked that question in the U.K. and you were there, if they said that it was, I mean, it was pretty much a done deal with Bradley Chubb either going to the Dolphins or going to the New York Jets. Imagine what it would have done for the morale heading into that game on Sunday against Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, it would have been interesting. And and obviously they were never going to do that. Um, But I did want to – I wanted to bring up a scenario with you, Nick. I asked you earlier uh, to put yourself in in Justin Simmons' shoes or or a player's shoes for this trade. Now I want to ask you to put yourself in Nathaniel Hackett's shoes because – I think it's a very interesting situation for him because he's a guy who we all know his job sounds like it's on the line this year. Uh, Obviously things haven't gone the way that he planned or that the Broncos intended. And, and even the owner, Greg Penner came out and said in London that, um, you know, Hey, we need to start winning some more games, especially in the second half of the season. Well, how do you think he feels that his general manager just traded away one of his best players? uh and that now all of a sudden you're i mean he i if i'm if i'm him right i and he said today i asked him straight up how much are you involved in this and he said it's george's decision on the trade talks and all that i'm sure they loop him in and let him know what they're going to do and i'm sure even today when he was speaking he knew that bradley chubb was out the door but i do think it's interesting now with him coaching with his job on the line that he lost one of his best players and i'm sure he can turn around and say to them say hey you guys got rid of one of my best guys how do you expect me? I wouldn't say, how do you expect me to win? But it's going to be a little bit more difficult, especially if you run out there in a couple of weeks against the Titans and facing Derrick Henry uh, and you're starting your two starting edge guys. If, if you know, if uh, Gregory and Browning are out or Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, uh, it's going to be tough to win that football game. So what what would your reaction be if you're Nathaniel Hackett about this trade? And especially considering some of the comments that have been made about his future.
0: Bro, I am very thankful that I wasn't traded or I wasn't released of my duties. That's the first thing he should be thinking about because that too has been in conversation as well. So when you really think about it, also Hackett is concerned the fact that, hey, you didn't trade Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler. I mean, because the biggest issue for the Broncos thus far, and everyone knows this, is the offense. It's not the defense. And the ideology had to be like, okay, well, we're going to get, Gregory back at some point, Baron Browning back at some point, and we'll be able to be solid on our edges. And plus Nick Benito and John the Cooper are going to get more play. There was also acquisition, uh, but I think it was, um, it was McLeod from Minnesota. And then they pick up Jacob Martin, who spent time with, with the Texans. So they feel as though, okay, well, we're bringing in depth. So we'll be okay because those guys are not on big contracts. And we get a chance to kick the tires and see how they are. But we could not miss out on this opportunity to trade a guy like Bradley Chubb to acquire, you know, draft picks and and, and and talent. So Coach Hackett is just happy that he's still employed, man. And I mean, he said it himself today. You know, when he was talking to the press, listen, these decisions belong to George Payton. George Payton was a guy that acquired the thing you Hackett. So you have to allow him to do his job. And then when it comes to uh, the Pinner family, Hey, listen, you, you acquired this team. You paid a, a substantial amount of money for this team. You gave Russell a big deal. You now have to let George kind of really see his vision come to fruition. It's, and once again, this is not that something with this Bradley Chubb situation that any of us wanted, but once again, it's how do you make this team better? And I guess they're figuring that they're making these team this team better by the move they made today.
1: Yeah. I just think it's going to be tough. It's a tough one to swallow again for Hackett just because like, I'm sure he's right now thinking I just need to survive this season. He's not thinking, Oh, well we got a nice 2023 first round pick. I'm i thir- I'm sure he's like, man, I just lost a player that could, you know, be the difference in a game. Um, and so I think that that's where it's tough, but I think you're also right, Nick, that, you know, he should just be happy he has a job because, there was a moment there in the first quarter of Sunday's game where I was like, I don't know if they're (laughs) going to leave this guy in London or not. Um, You know? So I I think that, that both perspectives can be true here. I I just think altogether, it's going to be tough uh, to move on from Bradley. But again, I I think that, you know, Hackett has other things to worry about. And he talked about that today. He said, you know, I'm, I'm focused on making sure we're better in the red zone. I'm making sure that we can get more first downs and we can move the ball on offense. And that's what his focus should be. Uh, you know, is on the offensive side of the football. But, Nick, you mentioned a couple of other guys that they brought in. Jacob Martin, obviously they traded for, for from the Jets, uh, I believe in exchange for a four, fourth or fifth round pick in 2025. Uh, they also got another draft pick from that. Uh, what do you maybe think of him? And also, not just him, but the other guys they're going to have to step up uh, in place of Bradley when you talk about Grandy uh, Gregory, who, you know, was playing great football before – He got hurt. Uh, Nick Benito, who's really stepped up the last couple weeks. Jonathan Cooper is another guy. And obviously, Baron Browning, a guy that they moved to outside linebacker and has been playing well. Well, What do you think about all those guys and and also the trade for Jacob Martin?
0: Well, that was one of the things coming uh, out of training camp that uh, I I thought was really key, uh, the depth. And right before the draft, that's something that uh, George Payton spoke about. But immediately when Nick Benito was drafted, antennas went up here in the media like, oh, what does that mean? Does that mean that Bradley Chubb is out? And then knowing as though Nick Benito hasn't really been in a lot and hasn't really been as effective, that made everyone kind of come back off the Bradley Chubb talks and say, okay, well, if you get rid of Bradley, then what is that you really have at at the backup position? And listen, I know Nick Benito got some time in the the game uh, against Jacksonville, but the one thing he definitely struggles with, and it would come with time, George, it would definitely come with time, is that he was so used to at Oklahoma just getting up the field, just getting out to the quarterback. But now he's got to be able to play both the run and the pass. And he hasn't really developed that skill set and that instinct to be able to figure out what's going on in the passing game. But now that Bradley's gone, Randy Gregory's out, Brandon Browning is out with a hip injury, he's going to have to uh, pick up things really fast. That learning curve for him is it's, it's no, no more red shirt year for him. No more red shirt year for you, uh, Nick Benito. You need to pick up where Bradley Chubb left off, and then now you need to take that to a whole different level because they gave they, they moved away from a first-round pick. Now you're not in that mode. Now you have to be productive. And knowing as though in two weeks the Broncos are going to face Derrick Henry, who ran for 200 yards against the Texans. So Nick Benito, you just can't run up the field. You just can't because if you do that, now the tackle is going to wash you out of the play. And now if you're Kareem Jackson – or Justin Simmons, you got that beast running down your chest on every single play. So this is going to force a lot of guys, George, to elevate their level of play. And we get a chance to see it. And that's going to be a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Nick Benito is a guy that is still, you know, very de- uh, developmental, right? Like he he's still got a long ways to go. He's, he's got to develop. I mean, I, I think he he's shown that he's a great pass rusher, right? Uh, when you say, hey, just get upfield, go after the quarterback. He's really good at that. When you ask him to contain on the edge uh, as a runner, we've seen he's missed that. I mean, we saw that against Jacksonville a couple times where uh, he just ran straight up the field and the guy just went right by him. Uh, and that can't happen. Uh, but, again, he's a rookie. He's a young guy. Uh, you did get him in the second round. It's not like he was the fifth overall pick like Bradley. Um, you know, so I, I think that.
0: George, don't do that. Don't you do that, George. Don't what? you do that, George. Don't, what did don't I do? You... You're you trying to make an excuse, well, he was not a first-rounder, so the lex expectations now kind of go down. Well, shouldn't the- it be?
1: shouldn't it be? No. Shouldn't the expectation be lower than what it is for a guy that was drafted top five? Well, 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 let's think about how that actually
0: unfolded, right? The Broncos gave a pick to Seattle for Russell Wilson. So technically, technically, when you look at who was the first pick for the Broncos,
1: was it not Nick Benito? But that's not that's not a fair a, a what evaluation mean? of that.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute! You're the first you guy that the Broncos pick up.
1: But you can't you can't compare a, the 64th overall pick to the to a number five overall pick just because the pick was acquired in a Russell Wilson trade. Like that to me, Nick doesn't make any like you. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have high expectations for Nick Benito. We definitely should. Uh, but in terms of comparing him to the fifth overall pick, which is what Bradley was. I just don't think that that's a fair expectation for, for Benito. Do you? Well, well, well no, it, it, no, I'm not saying that it's a fair expectation for Benito,
0: but still at the same time, I don't want expectations to be lowered because, Hey, he was drafted in the second round because if we do that now, it's being gone. Now I mean, we're going to settle for anything that we get. It's like, no, man, it, this well, is not saying that
1: I'm not, not I'm not saying that I'm just saying we shouldn't expect this guy to be um, at what we expected Bradley to be. If that makes sense. Like, I don't think like that, like you just can't, it's too hard to compare. But, but my point was is that he's got a ways to go. Uh, And I think we should have expected that from the start because there is a reason he, he didn't get drafted in the first round, because if he was a superstar like Bradley Chubb was in college, uh, he would have been drafted in the first round. So I think that what I'm trying to say is that patience is key with a guy like him. It's going to take some time, but I do think that he's going to be thrown into the fire here and he's going to have to step up if they want to compete this season, which brings me to my next question, which we might have to take a break before you can get to it, Nick. But I think this signals that they've kind of, I would, I don't know if given up is the right term, but I do think it signals that, Hey, we don't think we're going to make it this year. Ah, uh, so we're going to throw guys like Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning, three guys that are super young, uh, super you know guys that are, they're going to rely on in the future, but they're going to play a lot this year to basically say we're going to develop them, we're going to get them better this year so that they can be playmakers for us later. That that was the point I was saying is like they're going to have to, because you know, look, the expectation shouldn't be for Nick Benito to go out there and get you know 15 sacks this year or whatever Bradley had his rookie season. Uh, But the expectation should be that he gets a lot better to where he can be a great player eventually. It just might take more time than it did for Bradley. Where Bradley came out, we knew immediately the guy was a superstar his rookie season.
0: Well, I don't think uh, the training of Bradley Chubb is an admittance that, hey, the season is over, we're going to write it off. It's like, no, this is why George Payton had that depth in the first place with all those edge rushes so they could be interchangeable. We can move guys in, we can move guys out. That's the thing that made it. You know, easy for the Broncos to part ways and trade um, Malik Reed to the the, the the Steelers, right? That that's the thing that right. makes making it easy for them to trade. You know, Bradley Chubb. But once again, they went out and acquired two guys. How would they fit into the mix? And who's to say that if Jacob Martin doesn't come, it doesn't come in and just kind of learn the system right away that he doesn't take over? And Nick Benito still has to fall back to the role where he was. So when I when I look at it. The Broncos did fix a couple of things. It's not like though they're writing off the season because who's to say that these players that they acquired, the guys who are currently on this roster, that they don't really step it up? Because once again, at the end of the day, the strength of the team has been the defense. So that you, you take one guy out, insert another guy. Maybe you hope to kind of keep that same pace, but we will have to see. But once again, it, it's it's kind of a great trade for the Broncos because. They they acquired picks that they didn't have.
1: I want to keep us on that, Nick, but we got to take a quick break first, and then I've got a very important question to ask you about that exact subject. Let's
0: ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoyer.
1: All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. I left us on a cliffhanger, Nick, and it's because I have, very, <laughs> I have a very important question for you about what you were just talking about. Because I, I kind of disagree. Because I and I know George Payton, he's supposed to speak here soon. Nathaniel Hackett, players in the locker room, they're all going to say, "Hey, this what we're not giving up on the season." You know, and and I don't think the players are, and I, obviously I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is, but I think George Payton's going to come out and say, "Hey, we still believe in this team. We can win without Bradley." Like, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing though, Nick. Let me ask you this. If the Broncos are five and three right Uh now, like the the Dolphins are five and three. The Broncos are five and three. You think they make this trade?
0: I think they heavily consider it because think about the things that we do know, right? Bradley Chubb did not have a deal in place at this particular time. And from there, all all their accounts is that they didn't know if they were going to be able to sign him back. Because if they were, a deal would have been done. Think about what happened last year this time when the Broncos were on the bot. Two players, not one, just two players received extensions, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. And we thought that that was going to be unheard of because maybe the Broncos were going to move away from one guy and keep the other guy, but they end up keeping both guys. So you have to figure that that kind of factors in that, even though I know that Tim Patrick in training camp kind of restructured his deal to free up some more money. But at the same time, that is something in the back of your mind that you have to think. When you look at players, do they have value, right? And do you want to allow them to walk out of the door? So if Bradley was allowed to walk out of the door after this season, now the Broncos still get the third-round compensatory pick. So now he's walking out. He's not technically walking out of the door. They traded him. So now you get the first-round pick. You get uh, a pick in uh, 2024, fourth-rounder. 2025, a fifth rounder, and you get a potentially uh, third compensatory pick, third round compensatory check, pick for Bradley Chubb. To me, that's not that's not really bad when you really when you think about it. You lose a player that was a key cog in your defense, but as you try to move forward, and you think about the guys that are going to be free agents and how you have to try to make this team better, you got to try to start with those draft picks. And one thing we know about the draft picks, one that there's not always a guarantee that they're going to be a perennial pro bowler, but more importantly, they're cheap.
1: If they're six and two, do you make the trade?
0: You think about it. Once again, you, 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 you're thinking about this, because if they're six and two, you have to ask yourself, is there is there a deal in place for Bradley Chubb at that time? And I've said it before. I say, look, if the team played Jacksonville on Sunday, I said, well, there's a way around this whole situation. If Russell Wilson said, hey, look, I want to keep my core guys together. I'm willing to restructure my deal, right, to try to keep Bradley Chubb here. Now, from a monetary standpoint, you still keep Bradley Chubb intact. You just don't have any you know, draft picks that they have now. So that's what you're asking yourself. Are the draft picks really important, or was it the money? And, and, and it appears as though it was the draft picks at this particular point.
1: Yeah, it's tough for me, man, because I think if they're sitting at 6 and 2, 5 and 3, I think they probably still do this deal. But if they're sitting at 6 and 2, 7 and 1, 8-0, oh, uh it's going to be really tough because all of a sudden you say, man, do we really want to give up one of our best players when we're we're playing really good football, we're we're going on a run, we feel like we can make the playoffs, maybe we can make a run at this thing? Do you really want to give up one of your top players? But like you said, Nick, I mean, you know, it's tough because you do need the draft picks uh, and you didn't know what you're going to do with him financially. Maybe you could have franchise tagged him. I think that's probably would have ended up what, 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 what would have, have happened is you say, Oh, well, we'll just franchise tag him. And then you can trade him next year if you wanted to. Um, but we also know George Payton, the way he operates, he loves to have a lot of picks. He's talked about it before. The more darts you get on the dartboard, the better chance of of hitting that you do with, with other guys. And, and, and like you said, the money is also important in terms of who they're going to pay. So Maybe they do this trade. Maybe they don't. But I do think it's interesting to think about if this team wasn't three and five, uh, you know, would they have maybe made a similar move? But Nick, I I wanted to hit on the one guy we haven't talked a lot about in this trade is Chase Edmonds, who they bring in from the Dolphins. I like him. I think he's a good running back. He's a guy that I thought the Broncos were high on a few years ago. uh, You know, oddly enough, was the same draft as Bradley Chubb, I believe. Uh, Obviously, uh, he's been in Miami. I believe he also played. I'd have to look up his stats, but I believe he played with the Cardinals for a bit. Yeah. Um, you know what? What's maybe your thoughts on Chase Edmonds, and what does this mean for the running back group? Because now you look at the running back room, and they've got uh, four running backs that weren't even on this roster to start the season in Latavius Murray, uh, Marlon Mack, uh, Zigbo, Devon Exizbo, yeah, and now uh, Chase Edmonds. So it's an interesting room there also you now have also still melvin gordon who i thought might get traded as well today but he did not so what do you make of 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 this trade as well
0: well it's a very interesting trade for a lot of reasons and it has to do with how many packs you have in that room and to be totally honest Zigbo has been up and down off the practice roster and that's because I mean right now they don't see him as being a guy that they can incorporate into the offense. He was more or less a reserve guy just in case someone gets injured, but also a guy to play special teams because I don't recall Marlon Mack, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray running down on kickoff. So none of those guys were going to do that, so you need Zigbo for that. But the, the acquisition of Chase Emmons, it does make things interesting, and especially not just for this year, but as far as uh, next year is concerned too as well because when you look at a guy like Javante Williams, this, his style of play, how physical he was. He's going to be coming off an injury that's uh, kind of, you know, never pairing his knee. So you don't know what that's going to be like. Will there be scar tissue? Will there be setbacks? So you need someone that you feel as though you can depend on rolling into 2023 because Latavius Murray on expiring deal. Melvin Gordon, expiring deal. Uh, Marlon Mack, expiring deal. Mike Boone, expiring deal. Now, that's not to say that the Broncos would not try to return this, retain the services of some of those guys, but that's why this whole situation with Chase, Chase Edmonds makes this thing so, so interesting. And knowing as though Hacker came from Green Bay and he's implementing the similar version of that, that offense, not the exact one, just think about what he had there, right? I mean, you, you had Aaron Jones, who was your slash and dash type of guy. And when you think about what Chase Edmonds was – with the Arizona Cardinals, that's the type of of, player he is, and that's what Mike McDaniels thought he was going to be being with the Miami Dolphins. So now the Broncos get a guy who's very versatile, and we get a chance right now. We get a chance to see, with the Broncos having two weeks off, what kind of uh, mad scientist, creative mind, Hackett and Justin Allen can come come up with, because you have backs on your team that have all at one point started and were real productive. So let's see where this takes this rug in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like Chase Edmonds, like I said. Uh, this year he's, he's rushed 42 times for 120 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, so not, not a ton of production, but he's also, he was also not the number one guy there. Uh, in Arizona last year he had his best season, 116 rushes for 592 yards uh, and two touchdowns. He's also a guy that uh, has been pretty good out of the backfield. Uh, last year he had uh, 43 receptions for 311 yards. Uh, No touchdowns. This year he had 10 receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. So he's a guy that can do some different things. Like you said, I think it's also a future thing, right, Uh, where you you have a bunch of guys that are probably not going to be back next year. Like I I don't anticipate them bringing back Latavius Murray. Um, You know, I think that Mike Boone's a guy that could maybe get re-signed on a short-term deal. Um, Obviously, Javante Williams is is injured. Uh, I don't know if he'll even be ready to go by the start of next season. So you can have a Chase Edmonds kind of start next season and be the guy uh, for a couple of games until Javante's healthy. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, I don't anticipate being back. Uh, and that's what I wanted to ask you about, Nick. And then I have a question after this as well about about the, some of the trades that happened today and, and and some of the trades that didn't happen. But when you saw Chase Edmonds was a part of this deal, did you react like I did and say, well, maybe Melvin Gordon's on the trade block? Because I, I know we had previously heard that, you know, with Javante being out you know, they need Melvin and they'd like to keep him around. Uh, Obviously he's played a lot more the last couple of weeks than he did against the chargers three weeks ago. Uh, he even scored this last week. Uh, He's been playing good football, but did you, did your ears maybe, you know, perk up a bit and say, Oh, they got chase Edmonds. Maybe they won't be keeping Melvin Gordon.
0: No, not to the tune of, okay, well, training Melvin because I just kind of look at the situation for what it is. They still need the services of Melvin Gordon. And then, If you tried to pawn him off on other teams, they're probably like, we're not sure that we want to trade for Melvin Gore, knowing as though he's going to be a free agent after the season. So all of these moves, George, for me, it wasn't just about this year. It was about next year and, and beyond. So that running back room is going to be a key part of this offense. And it takes me back to my time being with Mike Shanahan. We always had a bevy of running back, a stable of running backs to kind of throw at, you know, different uh, defensive units because each running back had a a different style, which was complementary of the other back. So that's how I see this offense actually working out, because going back and looking at the San Francisco 49ers, they had a multitude of running backs, right? Tevin Coleman, uh, uh, Jeff Wilson, Jr., and then they acquire uh, CMC. Now they shift, they they, sh- they shipped off Jeff Wilson Jr. to join to rejoin Raheem Moster and you know Mike McDaniel in Miami because they sent Chase Edmonds here. So this offense you, in this offense, if you're going to run it, you need running backs. That is kind of your your oil that greases the engine, all your running backs. So for me, the Broncos are in a great place. They have an opportunity to evaluate a lot of players, and you you said something about Latavius Murray may not be here next year. I'm going to say uh, let's pump the brakes on that one because who's to say? He's been really productive in this offense, and the one thing that he's done thus far in this offense when you give him touches, he falls forward, and he is the Broncos version of a Derrick Henry. So with your bruiser running back, Javante Williams, being out, why not hold on Latavius Murray roll into 2023 and you got Chase Evans that now that is your one-two punch right there
1: yeah they've got a lot of options there um, I think honestly what they do at running back is largely dependent on Javante Williams and how he recovers right Um, you know I just don't know what that looks like because it's like we've, we've talked about before it's beyond just the ACL injury he's got a lot of stuff going on there um, so I think it, it's going to depend on kind of how confident they feel on Javante and if he can get back to his normal form. Because if he can't or if he's going to be a while before he gets back, then I think bringing back Latavius Murray would be a really smart decision. I think he's a guy that can that can help a lot, obviously a veteran, a guy that's playing good football right now. So uh, it will be interesting. But, Nick, before we get out of here, uh, here in a minute, I wanted to ask you this. Well, there's been a lot of talks about guys being traded. Jerry Judy was brought up, K.J. Hamler, Albert O., uh, was one that a lot of people thought was going to get traded. Were you surprised at all uh, that any of those guys weren't traded today or that the Broncos didn't make any other trades?
0: Well, I mean, I thought the Albedo situation, uh, I mean, that was a little shocking, but it goes back to what value does Albert O actually have? He hasn't really played, played a lot and he's been inactive. And when he has played, he hasn't blocked well and he hasn't really caught the ball well. So, that, that was a little shocking. I thought maybe they would be able to pawn him off for maybe a six-rounder, or seven-rounder. But I guess that's not what teams uh, saw him or valuing him in that in that way. But the Jerry Judy, there were so many people pounding the table for the Jerry Judy trade. Even national media was talking about the Green Bay Packers possibly needing you a know, wide receiver. And then it was an article about the New York Giants and how you know maybe they were one receiver away and maybe that was kind of a landed spot for Jerry Judy. But I'm glad he's here. And if there was one thing that I feel is on the Nathaniel Hackett, if he, were, if he were asked, well, which guy would you rather keep? Bradley Chubb on a defense that's playing well or maybe a receiver like Jerry Judy to make sure your offense is running smoothly? Of course, I'm thinking he's going to say more or less of Jerry Judy, but I'm going to tease something we'll get into this next time. But for me, you can't get rid of Jerry Judy when Cortland Sutton hasn't really been playing like a number one wide receiver.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, I think part of the reason they didn't trade Jerry is he's starting to play really well. Uh, you know, he played really well this last week. He played really well when Brett Ripon was in there. Uh, I think he's a guy that they say, okay, let's wait another year. Let's see what else he can do this season. Uh, he's starting to hit his stride, it seems like. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's a guy that Nick, we've talked about it. He, he can end up being uh, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He has that sort of potential. And I think you're right. Cortland's kind of dropped off after really having a hot start the first few weeks. And they, they're going to need Jerry. Uh, they're going to need Jerry this year and they're going to need him next year. So uh, I wasn't too surprised that they didn't end up, they, they that they didn't end up trading him. Uh, I think it was a smart move to keep him at least for another year and he's cheap, right? Like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to extend him yet. You've got time. Uh, so I wasn't surprised by that KJ Hamler. I didn't think they were ever going to trade him. Uh, he's also playing really good football right now when they actually throw him the ball <laughs> and when he's actually on the field, right? Um, and then Alberto, I, I was a little bit surprised, but I said it earlier, what's his what's his real worth, right? Like, Is a team really going to go out there and give up a pick for a guy that hasn't played the last three weeks and really hasn't done a whole lot this entire season and, and honestly throughout his career? Probably not. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle that situation. I wouldn't be surprised if Albert, you know, says, hey, I want out after this season, like either cut me or trade me or do something, uh, because that's how I would view it if I were him. Like, if you're not going to play me, let me go play somewhere else. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do that. But I wasn't too surprised. Also, Nick, the NFL trade deadline never really uh, has a ton of trades. Like there's always these rumors and speculation that, that things are going to happen. Uh, and they never really do. This year it was a record breaking. I don't know if you saw this, Nick, but it's record breaking uh in a, 10 NFL trades this year, uh, which doesn't seem like a lot. Uh 10's not that many, but it's a, it's the most ever. I believe the Dolphins were the most busy team, obviously trading for Chubb. They also traded for 49ers running back Jeff Wilson. So um, you know, it's definitely not the NBA or MLB where you see like all these different trades on, on you know, the the trade deadline day. So I wasn't too surprised.
0: No, I mean once again, th- these are teams who are looking to do one or two things, being buyers or sellers, right? If you are a buyer, that means you're trying to acquire players who are going to help your team on either side of the ball make that late playoff push run. If you were sellers, you're you thinking about teams who are saying, listen, we're not playing for this year. Hopefully we're, we're, we're kind of crossing our fingers, four-leaf clover in the back of our pockets, hoping that things will work out for us. But we are planning for the future and the future being 2023 and hoping that they can find some quality players and some free agents to help their team perform better next year than they are are this year. So it's a very exciting time uh, in the NFL, uh, some shocking moves. But, hey, uh, you know, this is part of the business and the part of the business of football.
1: Right, right. Well, another interesting day, Nick, uh, in Broncos country. Uh, seems like that—that's the case every single day here uh, with this team. So uh, it's the bye week. Uh, so takes you know—enjoy the bye week, right? You can't lose the bye week. Well, I guess you could lose.
0: Oh, you bye. can. You oh, can oh, oh, you can lose the bye week. Don't don't get it twisted. You know, guys disperse and go to different places, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they end up on that four-letter network ticker. Yeah, that's how you lose the bye week.
1: Well, I know that I'm going to get some rest this bye week. Uh, I got back last night from London and I got back to my apartment around 530. When I got in my bed, Nick, at six o'clock to say, oh, I'm just going to take a little nap. I didn't wake up till 6 a.m. today. So I slept from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. It was a heck of a trip to London, but one that was uh, definitely a lot of fun. But uh, and then today, obviously, busy day. So we're going to talk here to George Payton here pretty soon. But uh, thanks, everybody. listening to the podcast. Uh, Make sure you guys like subscribe, share it. Uh, And we will talk to you guys again soon.